Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. The Dodgers swept away by a Diamondbacks team. They had 15 more wins then during the regular season. The Phillies blow out Atlanta and can advance to the NLCS with a win tonight in Philadelphia. Mets fans, we might have to face the fact that Justin Verlander might face Max Scherzer in Game 1 of the ALCS. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Why Sunday is the biggest start of Zach Wilson's career. And the New York Rangers kick off the season tonight in Buffalo. We'll preview their season. All that, plus more, coming up next on Locked Up Sports. What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Thank you for tuning in audio only today. So this is for the podcast people, people that listen to the podcast. We you know, want to let you know we still care about you. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review what you hear here today and everywhere and every other time here on Locked Up Sports. Um, like we said, a lot going on. Uh, the Dodgers... The Dodgers are out again. Another disappointing. This one might be the most disappointing out of all of their failures in recent years. They got swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are now 5-0 and in the playoffs. They won two games in Milwaukee. Then they went and they won two more games in L.A. And then back home last night. Last night was their first home playoff game, and they won 4-2. to they, the, they hit four home runs. In the third inning, becoming the first major league team in history to hit four home runs in a single postseason inning. And the Dodgers are out without even a win in this postseason. So, I mean, listen, that that's about as, as disappointing as it gets for the Dodgers. This this one out of all of them the last couple of years. And, and like I said, Mark Mancini, who you know we have on every week here, he'll be back next week. He's been, he's been calling this now for about uh, two months. About how they would, you know, get the, they they're paper tigers. They they win in the regular season, then they get to the playoffs. They cannot win, and they are out. But give the give the Diamondbacks credit. Five straight wins. They've gotten hot at the right time. They're a young team. A lot of people, including myself, thought maybe they were a year away. Thought maybe they'd be happy just to be in the playoffs. Well, they got in there, and they they have now won five in a row, and they are on their way to the NLCS, where they will play the winner of either. Well, they'll play the winner of the of the Phillies Brave series, and that game is tonight. Last night, another big night for Bryce Harper. Another wild scene at Citizen Bank Park, and like I've been saying since since before the postseason started, the Phillies look like they're on a mission this year, and it's good. this this might be the toughest series they face is the Dodgers. Now you say that, but you know Arizona's red hot, so so you really don't know. But the Phillies tonight, they could close out the Braves. Again, another team that, that would finished, I don't know exactly what the numbers were, but they were at least 10 games better than the Phillies, the Braves were in the regular season. That's it. They had the division basically locked up in July. And now again in the postseason, the Phillies get hot. They're playing in front of a wild crowd. The, the, the city of Philadelphia has fallen in love with this team now two years in a row. It's an unfinished business type of situation. And, they are one win away from the NLCS. Last night, they won 10-2. to They got six in the third inning, and that basically put it away. Big home run by Bryce Harper, a long, like, you know, a no doubt about it shot. And, you know, the place went crazy. You know, it, it, it's, it, the people are making a little too much about how loud it is. I mean, every, every ballpark is loud 
in the postseason, except maybe Tampa. But the the city is behind Philadelphia. They love that team. It's a it's basically a, a bought team of mercenaries coming in. You know, you've got Bryce Harper, Ray Muto. The whole team is based. No, no one. They're not a homegrown type of team. But they have they have played the underdog role now the last two years. Not great regular seasons. This year a little bit better than last. But last year they went to the World Series where they lost to the Astros. This year they're one win away. And they play tonight. And you got Spencer Strider going for the Braves. Trying to keep their season alive. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. A 1-2-9 ERA. It's only one start. And Suarez pitching for the Phillies. Listen, it's not going to be easy for the Braves, but if anybody could come back from this, and and I think if you're the Phillies, I think I think you got to well, you got to win it tonight because you don't want to go back to Atlanta, you don't want to give the Braves any hope. You got your foot on their neck now. You blew them out last night. The place is going to be rocking tonight. You want to get up early. You want to get the Strider early. Make them work. Make them throw a lot of pitches. Get a couple runs across in the first you know two or three innings. Put the pressure on the Atlanta Braves, and then maybe you could close them out, and they will be favored. They'll be pretty heavy favorites over uh, the Diamondbacks if they do get there, whether it be tonight or you know tomorrow night. As far as the American League goes, you got the Texas Rangers, who um, dismissed the, the Twins yesterday, three to two, the final there. They got, uh, you know, Minnesota got a run in the first, but then Houston and the the pitching was good for Houston throughout the playoffs so far. They're three and one in the playoffs. They are on their way to the ALCS. They're the only team so far that has advanced with the bye. The bye, you know, the teams are not playing well coming off that bye. Well, at least the Dodgers haven't. The Braves haven't really. And... You know, Houston did, but Houston now in their eighth straight American League Championship Series, they are there, the class of baseball now. And it's I know it's tarnished because of the, the cheating scandal and everything, but listen, they, they have done away with that because since they got caught and stopped that, they've now continued to, to advance in the playoffs, won the World Series a year ago, and now are back in the League Championship Series. And the thing about this, this, uh, Series as they go up against the Texas Rangers, who listen, it's not going to be easy for Houston. Texas is on fire. They they are they got Bruce Bochy, an excellent manager, going up against the Astros, who the who are the powerhouse of baseball, the dynasty. It's been a long time since the Rangers were there. Last time the Rangers were in, have gotten this far, was when they went and they lost to the Cardinals in the World Series with that epic Game Six. With uh, Freeze and Joe Buck making the call, we'll see you tomorrow night. That 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 to me is the the greatest game six of all time, and, and it even tops the Mets. But getting back, putting the Mets spin on this now, Mets fans, it's very very possible that the starting pitching matchup for Game One of the ALCS is going to feature Justin Verlander against Max Scherzer. Now, listen, I. I Max Scherzer is a phony. I don't like Max Scherzer. I think he was no good for the Mets. He was terrible. I'm, I was glad to see him go. But to see him prancing around the dugout, I, I'm sorry, the locker room after they won the, the division series, like he had anything at all to do with it. I don't even think he's pitched yet. 
for Texas. Maybe he pitched a, a one or two starts. And he's out there giving interviews, drinking champagne, like he was part of this team, like he did anything to get them to the playoffs or anything since they've been in the playoffs. He will be, it looks like now he's going to be able to return as he throws throw a simulated game, seems to be healthy, says he feels good. They had, the Rangers have not announced their game one starter yet, but it looks like it's going to be Scherzer. The Astros have announced that Verlander is going to start game one. So, I mean, like, if it, if it wasn't a bad enough season already for the Mets and the Mets fans, now we got to sit there and watching game one of the ALCS Scherzer go up against Verlander. I hope, and, and I don't want to root for the Astros. I want to root for Texas in this. You know, I, to be honest with you, I don't really want either team, but I would rather root for Texas. But in game one, I want to see Scherzer, I want to see Scherzer get bombed. And I'd like to see Verlander pitch well. Verlander was not, he you know, he was here for just a, a small one season. Scherzer, we, we had to deal with all last year. We had the playoff debacle in game one last year. We had this year disappointing start after disappointing start after disappointing start, followed by him being traded. Then he had to run his mouth after he got traded. To me, it pisses me off that we got to watch those two guys who did not pitch well for the Mets now in the league championship series, a couple wins away from going to the World Series. But if I have to root for one in that game, I'm going to root for Verlander over Scherzer. But in the series, I'd like to see Texas win because I'm sick of I'm sick of the Astros. You know, it's like the Yankees now. The Astros are the Yankees of of this decade. They're a dynasty, and it, it, whether it be tainted or not tainted, and it is tainted. Because of the cheating, but they're still a dynasty because they've done it now after the cheating. It's not like they could they they got caught cheating and never never went back afterwards. They needed to win that one last year. They did. Now they're back in it this year. As far as the Braves and the Phillies go, oh, listen, I'm rooting for the Phillies, which is tough to do as a Mets fan. It's not easy when you see a Braves Phillies series, but. Listen, I, I hate the Braves. My entire life growing up, the Braves were winning division championship after division championship, and then they never would. They won the one World Series, but they were there every year, and they won the division. And then this year, the Phillies, I you know, as much as I hate the Phillies and I hate Philadelphia, I am rooting for them over the Braves because I'm sick of the Braves. The Braves can never do anything wrong, never. So I would like to see the Phillies close them out tonight. And then I do think they will beat Arizona. And we could have a rematch of last year's World Series this year. Which I'm not sure the last time that happened. I'll have to look that up. I'm not sure the last time that happened. But, it, I mean, you'd have the Phillies would be favored over Arizona. And I believe, and that, well, I mean, they are. I don't know exactly what the number is, but the Astros are favored over the Rangers. So, you know, I'll look it up right now. I'll give it to you in a second. But it's, you know, as far as New York fans go, this is not, you know, really great watching. You hate all these teams, right? The Rangers, I guess you're indifferent towards. Philadelphia, nobody in New York likes. Atlanta, we don't like Atlanta. The Yankees hate the Astros. But this is what we got. And now as far as the bye goes, if Atlanta loses tonight, Houston will be the only team with the bye 
that advance to the league championship series. Does that mean the buy is no guy? I mean, I, I hate when people say, oh, the, the buy is no good. Well, you know what? If that's the case, then let the team give them the option to, to not take the buy. No, we don't want the buy. We want to go play another series. I mean, well, what are you saying? I get it. The, the buy is not, it might not be ideal, but everybody wants the buy. You don't want to have to play a, a three game series where we've seen time after time after time that. Anything can happen. Anybody can lose two out of three anywhere in any ballpark. You don't want to put that risk that. You'd rather sit home and watch it. Does it mean that you're going to be you know, a little rusty in game one? Maybe. You know, baseball is that kind of sport. You, you just could just, if your team doesn't hit for a week, you're out. It doesn't mean you were a bad team. It doesn't mean the other team was better than you. You slumped at the wrong time. Look at Arizona. Arizona's not better than the Dodgers. But Arizona's red hot with the bats. They got four. They, they've been hitting home runs left and right. They have four of them in one inning like yesterday. And the Dodgers just slumped. They couldn't. They couldn't get it out of the first inning with their with their pitches in games one or two. They couldn't score any runs in game three. They got some. You know, they got a little thing in the sixth inning where they got two runs back. But at that point, at four nothing, that game was over. It was a it was a party. Now, let's see what the odds are. So, let's see. ALCS. Okay, so Houston is minus 148. The Rangers are plus 126. So, Houston is the favorite. The NLCS, let's see. The NLCS, you got plus 120 for the Phillies plus 130 for Arizona, and plus 330 for the Braves to win the NLCS. That's not a bad bet, you know, to be honest with you, to take the Braves. Because if the Braves win tonight, they're going to go, they could very easily go back to Atlanta, win game five, and then they could they could sweep Arizona. They could, But clearly they could also get swept by Arizona. So the baseball playoffs in full swing, we got one championship series Matchup all set. The ALCS is set. It's going to be Verlander and it's going to be Scherzer in Game One on Sunday night. So that's that's what's going on going on there tonight. The only game is Phillies. Obviously, is Phillies and the Braves game number four from Philadelphia, and it's going to you know it's going to be fun. Listen, I think the Phillies need to get get a lead. Get a lead early, and so do the Braves. It's going to be very important who scores first in this game because the Braves are looking to take that crowd out of it because it's a wild scene in Philadelphia. Braves are looking to get a couple runs early, take the crowd out of it. Phillies are looking to get a couple runs, get the crowd going. They've already got their foot on the Braves' neck. Then they could just step down and they could end this thing. I could see it being, being you know, a, a Braves, you know, Phillies get a couple runs early and the Braves just kind of lay down. Now, the pitching does favor the Braves tonight with Spencer Strider. Suarez, not bad. I'd rather have Strider on the mound, which the Braves do. And listen, the Braves are going to have to get, get their bats going, and it's gonna it's, it's one game. they got to win. Get this thing back to Atlanta if you're, if you're the Braves. If you're the Phillies, you want to end it because Arizona's sitting there waiting, waiting for the winner as they swept away 
the Dodgers, five straight for Arizona in the playoffs. First team ever to hit four home runs in a single inning in the postseason. Like I said, it it feels like the it felt like the Phillies were on a mission. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Diamondbacks. They've done nothing wrong since entering this postseason. They just squeaked in. They squeaked in the, the playoffs, and now look at them. They're sitting waiting in the NLCS for either the Braves or the Phillies. So that's what's going on there in, in the MLB postseason. Uh, as far as the football goes around here, the Giants, look, the Giants, Giants are in bad shape, okay? You got you got Brian Dable coming out saying he's feeling positive. The, the reality of the situation is Daniel Jones probably isn't going to play on Sunday. Saquon Barkley probably isn't going to play on Sunday. Thomas isn't going to play on Sunday. And the Giants are a two-touchdown two underdog to the Bills. Sunday night. It's not looking good. The Bills did not look good last week over across the pond in London. But the Bills are... Going, you think the Giants are going to go into Buffalo? Who knows? But without Daniel Jones, and listen, now you're at the point where you you got to start thinking about what, what you're going to do here next season and the season after that. And what are we going to do? Are we going to oh, you going to stick with Jones? Do you trade Saquon Barkley at the trade deadline coming up? Do you? Because I don't think they're going to sign him again. He's going to be looking for money because he's going to sit there and he's going to say, look, look what you guys did without me. But, you know, it, listen, I don't think they, they were going to win any of these games if they say Saquon Barkley was playing. The offense is historically bad for the Giants, historically bad. Daniel Jones is making mistakes all over left and right, right back. He's taking two steps back. If he took a big step forward yesterday, uh, last year, he's taking two steps back this year. It's not his fault. It's not all his fault. Some of it is, though. He's got to take. He's got to shoulder some of the blame because he's the quarterback, just like the coach has to. I mean, this is just—it's it, a complete turnaround from last year. And as much of a surprise as the team last year was for the Giants, this is just just as much of a surprise the other way. So now they go to Buffalo, one and four, two touchdown underdog. It, I mean, you might have Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback. You don't have you don't have a running back. You have no offensive line. I mean, with two touchdowns in the NFL, when it's a two-touchdown, you're laying two. I would never lay two touchdowns. That's a game you don't touch if you're a bet, if you're a gambler. But I would say if you if you have to bet the game, I would take the Bills. So that's what the Giants are dealing with. You got Dable trying to put Dable trying to put a, a positive spin on something that there's nothing positive about. Not only are you one and four. Where you're going into a good team, a hostile environment, another night game. I mean, the, the NBC and the NFL and, and ESPN, they got to be kicking themselves. They got the Giants and the Jets on every other week in prime time across the country. And the, the, the Giants are a disaster. This is not a good, this is one of the worst games of the weekend. Bills, Giants. Sounded good, right? Super Bowl rematch with Super Bowl 25. Both teams were going to be good. And it didn't. they did not. Listen, they these networks, NBC is dying to get to their flex schedule so they can flex the Giants out. Because they're forced to show this. They, nobody wants to watch that. 
You gonna do you think people are gonna sit down after watching football for seven hours and you have a choice to watch game one of the ALCS? Verlander versus Scherzer, two Hall of Famers, or Giants Bills. And the crazy part is, I, to me, that's an easy decision. But the crazy part is, is the Bills and Giants will probably double the rating of the ALCS that night. As bad of a game it is, because that's just the NFL just prints money. People can't get enough of the NFL. Jets, the Jets have. The Eagles come into town. Eagles, obviously, a big favorite. Eagles are a better team. They're class of the NFC East. But now, with the circumstance with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, with it looks like he's going to be available, this is the biggest game of Zach Wilson's career. He doesn't have to win it, but he has to play well. This could be the last time you hear from Zach Wilson in a Jets uniform if he does not play well. Because Kirk Cousins could sit there all day and to say he doesn't want to leave Minnesota and, and talk a, a good game because it is finally, it is the final decision is his because he does have no trade clause. And he could sit there all he wants. But this, he, he, he would be dumb not to take the opportunity. Now, does he want to come as a rental to New York, get him to the playoffs, and then possibly have Rodgers come back? I think, I don't think Rodgers is coming back. I think. I mean, not this year, at least. I think he's coming back next year, of course. But I don't think Rodgers is coming back. And I think if Kirk Cousins comes to the Jets, gets them into the playoffs, I don't think you'll see Rodgers. Not this year. Not in the playoffs. And I think that's the only holdup that Kirk Cousins would have is you really want to come here to New York, get this team into the playoffs, and then have to take a back seat if Rodgers comes back. Listen, he tore he tore his, his Achilles, and I get it that that medicine's better and, and play, people come back sooner now. Is that what you want to do? I think he'd be crazy, and I think, the, and I think the Jets can make a deal. It's not going to cost a lot. He's a rental, maybe a draft pick, a late two late round draft picks. You get Kirk Cousins, a bona fide top ten, top twelve quarterback in the NFL. And that's all this team is missing. But now, if Zach Wilson goes out this week against the Eagles at home, plays a good game, it could make the Jets' decision a little bit tougher. I still think it's a no-brainer. Because even if Zach Wilson plays the game of his life, I would still rather have Kirk Cousins as my quarterback over Zach Wilson. I think he's put too much tape out there that is bad that he could erase with two or three good starts. And you know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. You're getting a guy that's going to put up big numbers. He might not play well in a playoff game. He might not be a big big game player. But he is consistent. He's consistently a good quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks. He got that big contract from, from the Redskins, which is now finally expiring. So we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's very interesting this week with, with the Eagles coming in. A better team than the Jets. The Jets, are all they're missing is the quarterback. And Kirk Cousins would legitimize the position. He would give the Jets everything they needed. And he would definitely make it so they could be right there into the playoffs. Again, what do they do if, if Rodgers comes back? I don't think you could worry about that because I don't think Rodgers is coming back. Not this year. Not if I'm a torn Achilles. 
You're talking, what, uh, 10 weeks from now. He's not coming back in two months. That's something that takes six to eight months usually. And you can tell me about all the new new therapies and whatnot that they have. It, it, it's not going to be ready. Not this year. And I think Kirk Cousins knows that. And I think it, it, you know his people will probably tell him that. If, he, if he's worried about something like that. Again, he's saying all the, the, the right things in Minnesota. You know, I, I don't want to go anywhere. Don't talk to me. He doesn't even want to be asked questions about it. He won't even, uh, you know, talk about it in his pressers and stuff. But you know you're going to... And, and the fact that the bye week is coming up for the Jets, too, that just... So if Zach Wilson goes out there and he plays okay, they lose. He plays decent, they lose. He plays decent, they win, let's say, even. Then you got a bye week. It's the perfect storm to get Kirk Cousins in here. You, if you watch the quarterback documentary on what's it on Amazon or where, Netflix, whatever it's on, you know he's a he's a he's a bookworm. He studies and studies. He would be able to pick up the 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 offense in two weeks. If it's just one week, it it might not happen. And the Jets are at a point now where they can't be giving away games. Because chances are they lose this week and they're going to be two and four. You can't be giving away games. But now, now if after this you got two weeks, you get Kirk Cousins in here on Tuesday. He's got almost a full two weeks to prepare, get the offense down, practice with the team, get some chemistry with his receivers, and then you then you're good to go. They can't wait anymore though. You can't go two and five, two and seven, and then 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 pull the trigger on it. The Jets are going to have a big decision to make on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday of next week, regardless of what happens in the game. And I, I and if I was them, and if Minnesota's willing to deal Kirk Cousins, and even if you have to overpay a little bit, I say you do it. Because this season's going to go down. It's circling the drain right now. And it listen, he, Zach Wilson's not going to get you into the into the playoffs. He might have a couple of good games. He might play a couple of really good games. But he's not going to be consistent enough to get you into the playoffs. And you want to go to the playoffs? You don't get many opportunities like this. And I don't know what Robert Sala is saying privately, publicly. Of course, it's all, you know, Zach Wilson this, Zach Wilson that. He's my guy. He's doing better. He's going to lead this team. He can't, he can't believe that. You pump him full of truth serum. He is definitely going to say, I would much rather have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the top quarterback in this league. He took Minnesota to a to a division title last year, the number two seed in the playoffs. This year, they, he's run into some bad luck. He has not played bad this year. Cousins has not played. I know I know they're 0-5, but Kirk Cousins has not been terrible. Let me get his numbers here real quick. So he, here's what he's done so far this year. Week one, 184 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Against Carolina, he had a rough game. 139 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Then he went for 367, three touchdowns and a pick. 364, four touchdowns. 344, two touchdowns. I mean, you want me to read off Zach Wilson's numbers? Because they're nowhere near that. The last three weeks, he's thrown for 367 yards, 364 yards, 344 yards, and seven, nine touchdowns. 
nine touchdowns and over 350 yards every one of the last two weeks. Let me get you what Zach Wilson has, and you're going to see why they, the Jets need to make this trade. Uh, the first week against Buffalo, 140 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Against Dallas, 170 yards, three picks, and a touchdown. Against New England, 157 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Kansas City game, he had 245, two touchdowns. Last week, 199 yards and one pick, no touchdowns. So the best game, remember the game where we were all going crazy about Zach Wilson, the, the Kansas City game? He threw for 245 yards, two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins thrown for, has only once this season thrown under that amount. He's thrown over for three he's thrown over three hundred and fifty yards three times. He's had one game against Carolina where he threw for 139 yards and he was injured during the game. So Zach Wilson's best game, one we all went crazy about. Oh, they could have won. Maybe he's maybe he's our guy, maybe he can be good. He's nowhere close to Kirk Cousins. Cousins QB rating for the season is 101.7. Season. Three games over hundred quarterback rating this season. Zach Wilson, one game over 100, and it's 105. He's also had a 61, a 38, a 73. He, no, I'm sorry. A, a, a 73.4 is his quarterback rating for the season. 73.4. He had one against Dallas. He was a 38 rating. Kirk Cousins has never had a th- – I, I don't know this for sure. Kirk Cousins has never had a 38 rating. Never. So you're crazy if you're a Jets fan and you want to stick with Zach Wilson and you don't want to at least go kick the tires and see if Kirk Cousins is interested in coming to this team for the rest of the year because it will make you relevant and it will give you a chance to get yourself into the tournament. Jets-Eagles, 425, Sunday at MetLife. Tonight, the uh, the Giants. Tonight, the Rangers start the season. Hockey's back. Rangers might maybe the Rangers are the savior. For all winter, because like I said, Mets sucked. Gi- uh, Yankees no good. Giants are terrible. Jets are you know mediocre at best. The Rangers and the Knicks could be the saviors. The Knicks should be good. They get started you know in the next couple weeks. Tonight the Rangers get started. Game one of eighty two in Buffalo. The Peter Laviolette era begins. New coach. We'll see how he does. It's mo- most of the core of the team last year in the last two years is coming back. It's a big year for Alexi Lafreniere. He has been disappointing in the preseason. He got the contract. The Rangers gave him the contract. It's a. It's a probably the biggest year of his career right here. This is do or die for him this year. And he has not got off to a good start in the preseason, which means nothing. It really does. It means nothing. You got Shesterkin. Can Shesterkin stay healthy for the whole season? Does he possibly have another Vezina coming? Is Adam Fox going to put another trophy in his trophy case? But this is going to be about Capo Caco, who had a good season last year, scored 40 points, by far his best season. I think he needs to have a 60-point season this year. And Lafreniere and the Rangers... Scoring goals, and if they can be fast enough, 
to keep up with teams like Carolina and the Devils, who are clearly the two best teams in their division. Don't be surprised if the Rangers have some growing pains, some getting, you know, with the new coach, the new system here in the first maybe month, month and a half of the season. And I think that's why they'll finish third in the division, which it's not a big deal. I think because I think because they'll have some growing pains with the new coach, getting used to the new system, that the Devils and Carolina will probably shoot out and just be, you know, uncatchable for them by the time the Rangers kind of gel it together. But you just got to get into the playoffs. And it's going the Rangers are going to be judged on what happens in the playoffs. This is the 30th anniversary of the 1994 Stanley Cup team, so it's now been 30 years since the Rangers have won a cup. They would love to to Ended on a nice round number, 30 years like that, and the drought. They have a team that, if all goes right, and if everybody plays how they should, they can compete for a Stanley Cup. But they also have a team with most of the same guys that went out there and blew 2-0 series lead two straight years in the playoffs and got their coach fired. Panarin disappeared. In the, in the playoffs last year against the Devils. Not a single goal. He's saying all the right things. He's saying he, he's, his summer was ruined. All he could think about was the fact that he, that he played terrible in the playoffs. He's, he's been focused on not, nothing but hockey. He's got to, he wants to vindicate himself. Show us that he's not that guy from the playoffs. That he's not somebody who disappears in the playoffs. The Rangers have the goalie that, can, that, that you need. A top goalie in the league. He was not great last. He was not last year. He was not as good as he was the year before. But the year before was a historically good year, like one of the top five all-time goaltending years in NHL history. So he was good last year. I think he could be good. I think he could be great again. The Rangers might have another, you know, another Winchester, and he could be another, you know, jersey hanging in the rafters when it's all said and done. But you don't want to see him be like Lundqvist and not get the cup. And the Rangers' window is closing here with this group. With with Kreider and with Panarin. You know, Shostakovich is right now just hitting the prime of his career. Adam Fox just hitting the prime of his career. Two great, great players. Now the other guys like Capococco and Alexi Lafreniere were both top picks. One went number one overall, one went number two. Kako kind of got it going last year. Still has not lived up to, to what we thought we were getting. 40 points in your, your third year as a number one or number two pick is not what we were looking for when you pick somebody that high. So they got Buffalo tonight. It all starts tonight. Also, uh, is this maybe Sam Rosen's last year? You know, you hate to see it because we love Sam Rosen. Every Ranger fan does. He's a, he's our you know he's our guy, but he's been kind of you know maybe a beat or two off the last couple of years. He's getting older. He doesn't do the NFL anymore. One of these years, it's going to be the last year for Sam, and. I, I don't know why I, I say it could be this year, but I, I just have a feeling that it this year or next year is going to be his last year. 
I've never been a, a huge Micheletti fan, but he's good. You know, only because I'm a Sam and JD guy from back in, you know, when I was a kid. But Micheletti's good. Who's going to be the, the, I mean, is it going to be Kenny Albert? I guess it'll probably be Kenny Albert, right? When Sam finally steps away or is forced out. I think they're going to have to force him out. I don't think Sam is going to decide, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I think they're going to have to kick him out of that building, out of that booth. But as far as the team goes, listen, it's going to be a team that can get it. You get into the playoffs, and you're going to be judged on what you do in the spring, next spring, in the playoffs. Hockey's a long season. I think the Rangers, like I said, don't be alarmed if they don't get off to a fast start. I think they're adjusting to a new coach, adjusting to a new system. This is Peter Laviolette's 20, he's, he's like 25 years, 22 years, I believe, with six or eight different teams. This is his first original six team. He made comments about that last week. It's the New York Rangers. It's big. It's bigger here. And he was the Islanders coach. That's a New York team. Rangers are different. Rangers are original six. But I think it's going to come down to, listen, you're going to have to – the Devils and Carolina are two fast teams. And last year in the playoffs and last year down the stretch, the, the lack of speed that the Rangers had cost them. It cost them the, the division, which they let – slip away late, and it cost them in the playoffs against the Devils. After taking a 2-0 lead, they lost four straight. They got their coach fired. But they are good enough to be a playoff team and, you know, like I said, get in there and you have the goalie that could that you could ride to, to a, a cup and you got good enough core players that can win a Stanley Cup. I don't think they're fast enough. They don't have much room with the salary cap either. Give Drury credit. He was able to maneuver, get some guys in here over the summer with very, very little wiggle room with his salary cap. Rangers are right right at the number. So that that gets started tonight. Keep an eye out for that. Rangers play. Hold on. Let me see. I wrote it down here. Rangers play tonight. The Islanders don't start until Saturday, Saturday, I think it is, which is pretty, which is... Pretty wild. I mean, you have had games the last two nights. I was reading the the game last night. The Blackhawks and the Penguins got a huge rating. Now, it was the third most watched sporting event because of the, the baseball games going on, but it got a big rating for hockey, and that's good. You know, they've been pumping it. If you watch ESPN, they've been pumping you full of commercials and promos for, for the NHL. So the Rangers play tonight in Buffalo. Saturday night in Columbus, and then the home opener Monday night at the Garden against the Phoenix Coyotes. So we'll see what happens. New coach, same core. You know, they didn't really change the team. They just changed the coaching staff. And I I, I think I think that was just something that had to be done. After two straight years where you're losing, blowing two two game leads in the playoffs, you, you can't have that. You just you can't have that. So again, um, we again we want to thank um, JJT Jocks Taylor for coming on uh, a couple of days ago with the Coach Prime book. Um, if you haven't read it, if you haven't got one yet, get it. I got one here. I'm holding it in my hand. I already read it. Uh, maybe we'll give this one away. Maybe we'll think of some kind of competition or contest to give it away. But pick one up. You get it on Amazon anywhere you get books. You get it from. Uh, 
anywhere. Type Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and the making of men. Type that into into Google, and you'll find a million spots where you can buy the book. The book, it's like 20 bucks. Well worth it. Pick it up, get it, read it. That's what we're looking for when we have these guys on. Buying books, selling books. So that's going to do it for me. I got to get some sleep. I got work tonight. The uh, Enjoy the, the baseball. Braves, Phillies, wild, wild scene out there in Philadelphia. Braves trying to stave off elimination. Game one Sunday, ALCS, Church of Verlander, it's looking like. I know, I know, Mets fans. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy watch, but root for Verlander. Screw Scherzer, right? And then the Diamondbacks sweeping the bread, sweeping the Dodgers. We're going to have Mark Mancini on next week. I spoke to him. We're going to have him on next week. And I'm dying to tell you, give him credit. We got to have, he could come on and take his bows. And he's going to, and he de- deservedly so. Because he all called, because he called this. No one else saw it coming besides him. That I that I heard at least, and he's been steadfast against the Dodgers. Now he's kind of he's a, a Dodger hater. He's like the he he's with the Dodgers the way he acts with the Dodgers the way I act with the Yankees. Like we were gonna root against them no matter what. Maybe he just got lucky because he hates them and he was gonna root against them no matter what. But you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, and his was right this time. So enjoy the games, everybody. Brett and I will be with you Saturday. We're gonna go over the. The NFL games, week week six, right? Wow. can't believe it's week six already. Is it week six? Yeah. Right? Or week five, week six, whatever it is. But big game for Zach Wilson. That That's that's who really has a lot on the line here. This week, I would go after Cousins. It looks like he's going to be available. The, the Vikings are finished. They have no need for him. He's a he's lame duck. He's leaving after this season. They might as well grab a couple draft picks. The Jets are the perfect spot for him. You got to get him, Jets fans. Forget about Zach Wilson. Forget about it. Whether he plays great or not, forget about it. Rangers tonight. Rangers in Buffalo. Season opener. So let's go, Rangers. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy everything, everybody. Brett and I will talk to you Saturday. And also then the following week, uh, a week from, not next week, but the following week, we're going to have Marash from WFAN, from Tiki and, and Evan. The Tiki and Evan show. We're going to have um, Sean Marash on. Confirmed with him. So that's going to be good. You know, basically, if you if you work for WFAN, if you're on-air personality WFAN, you got one of the rites of passage. Come on our show, right? We've had them all on. So that does it for me here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Beautiful day out there. Get outside. Enjoy it. Rangers tonight. Baseball tonight. Enjoy it, everybody. I'll talk to you Saturday with Brett. See ya. If you enjoy the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.